podcasting from New York. They say, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. This is Pushing Boundaries, where discussion and thoughts about simple and complex social interactions happen. My name is Sharif Rucker, an urban educator. Please join me as your host in having interesting conversations. The subscription era. I like to describe it as pay to play. In pay to play, it's money exchange for service to engage in certain activity. It's to pay to get into the game. In our day and time, we're in a subscription era. Many things that we engage in, we have to pay to play. There are three interesting uh, articles that I read uh, coming from www.becomingminimalist.com forward slash unplug dash please forward slash seven important reasons to unplug and find space. Another one is www.youtube.com pay to play. Uh, and the third one is www.newyorktimes.com forward slash 2009 forward slash 03 forward slash 08 forward slash magazine forward slash www.ln-safire-t.html. We are in a different time. We're in a time where our money is being quickly wrapped up in multiple subscriptions. We're in a time where we don't have the space uh, provided to us from, for us or to us when we pay off something. There's no such thing as paying off something. If you were to count your bills, every single bill that you have coming into your house, they don't end. We, we know that our utility bills are consistent because we're consistently using them. But let's add on to those utility bills. Let's add on the cell phone. Let's add on the uh, car payments. Let's add on uh, 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 digital television, you know, Netflix, uh, Hulu, uh, YouTube, Spotify. Let's add on any service. Let's add on beauty supplies that we get. Let's add on groceries from Fresh Direct. Let's add on all of the services we get that we have to constantly pay monthly. It's coming to the point where your money doesn't even, you never even touch your money anymore. There's so many ways to pay. And, and as of course, we all know that it's either by credit card with an automatic pay or there's a direct deposit. And not and meaning that direct deposit, but direct pay where they take it directly out of your um, checking account. And so we've come to a time where money is rarely ever seen anymore. I mean, it's rare that people keep cash in their pockets and go to the store and can pull out $10 or a dollar or $5 and pay for something. It's mostly plastic or something through wiring or digital wiring or some sort of digital simulation. Where's our money going and how is it accumulating? We're not seeing it. Let's talk about our wireless networks. I mean, at first, the, the most common way that we're losing our money is through our wireless network cell phones uh, our cell phones are it's becoming a very complicated matter in terms of how we own cell phones at one time we were able to pay for a plan of uh, cell phones and limit that plan pay for uh, a, a lump sum of, of minutes and text messages that we would use over a period of time and then we'd run out and if we wanted more we'd pay again and, but it was optional. You weren't locked in into having to pay that and then it became involved into having to pay do in a cell phone contract where we're going, we're going to give you this over the length of time that you own that cell phone. We'll give you the phone for free, but these are the, these are, this is the plan that you've, you've uh, purchased 
and from go they, from this day going forward, you're going to pay this amount plus taxes and charges or charges that come from the state. And then it evolved to we're going to actually charge you for the cell phone, but we know you don't have the thirteen hundred, eleven hundred, or fifteen hundred dollars uh, up front. And so what we're going to do is we're going to put that in your payment, and so that you'll be locked into that payment. And so we don't have to worry about you switching to other networks or changing your plan or getting an unlocked phone. We know that this device and you are connected for a very long time, for a minimum of three years. Um, and then the other thing with this is then there's the GPS services, right? And so as the phone, as you use this phone and you begin to use Google and all these services, the phone begins to track your interest. And then those interests begin to show up on your desktop, on your cell phone. And, and all of a sudden you have kind of a... Um, a tailored plan of, of, of items that you may want to purchase and interest that you want to purchase. And, and so it's, it's an, it's a continued way for you to find for all, for companies to find ways for you to keep spending money. We know that another uh, wireless uh, uh, streaming service is cable television, whether it's uh, through your desktop or it's through your cable provider. We know that that's another pay to play service. We know that, um, they come with many options and plans, and we know that you know most of what we we get from cable we don't use. Um, in fact, most people don't even use their home phones anymore. But we know if you wanna you want to uh, come away with a um, a, a cost effective plan from the cable providers, you know that you're gonna have to get the cell phone, you get the uh, the Wi-Fi, and you get the cable channel all together in a combo package. When individually they're much cheaper, but they don't allow you to purchase them. In that way, it's actually a kind of a penalty to provide them to uh, to purchase those packages independent of the other. So you buy the combo, and the combo always puts you over a threshold of a certain amount of money, and that never ends. And so that's a month to month play. We're not going to talk about you know pay per view and all those other things that you can pay on top. You know uh, the carrots and and the the extras that you can put on top, which can enhance your bill that you get monthly. Um, let's talk about other forms of pay-to-play. So we know that we have our cell phones, and we know that pay-to-play is not nothing new. It's nothing new. What's happening now is that m many of the things that we're engaging in today in terms of how we live, how we create a standard of living for ourselves, involves pay-to-play. Um, there's less freedoms in terms of just paying off something, purchasing something, and then walking away and having that something for many years. Now it's it's things are set up where um, if you want to keep sustain the level of quality services that you want, you have to continue to pay consistently over a period of time, which never ends. Um, but pay to play is nothing new in that you know pay to play. An example of pay to play uh, is gambling. Uh, today the lotto, a dollar in a dream, right? In order to win this money, you have to give money. Um, political chicanery, right, which is political contributions. Now, we give political contributions. The expectation is that something is coming back to me out of this money that I'm giving. And I'm not talking about $5. I'm talking about significant money that's contributed to a campaign. There's an expectation that there's going to be a return. Um, we, of course, we know that prostitution, um, jazz and football, right, um, having... Amateurs having the ability to play with uh, pros for a sit-in session uh, in order to be exposure, to get exposure and um, to uh, build credibility or investing in uh, uh, our teams 
uh, football team, our school teams, uh, uh, even pro teams, you know, investing in having to invest in their own equipment and uniforms to engage in the activity of the sport. Uh, we, we know payola with music and uh, broadcasting and pay to play in terms of getting your record played and, and uh, you know, getting the exposure that you want. Although this is all happening and has happened, this is not, this is not the same thing as what is happening at, happening today because they end, there's a final payment. Whereas in the subscription era, in order for you to engage the standard of living that you desire, you have to continuously pay. Now, we know that the way our economic system is designed is that in our lifetime, we try to accumulate as much as we can so that we have um, a nest egg of resources, of, of, of resources, whether, whether it's a diversified uh, package of resources or, or real estate, whatever it is, we try to accumulate as much as we can so that we are allowed to engage multiple things at our retirement age, right? But the way this is set up in terms of subscription area is that this our money is so tied up in this monthly payment of so many different things, it starts to diminish or it starts to reduce the amount of um, accumulation that we have in our wealth because there's something always pulling on it or draining on this nest egg of resources. And so this is something that we want to be mindful, mindful of as we continue to invest. For entrepreneurs, um, pay-to-play is uh, subscriptions are, are in, in, in when it comes to television is is uh, it's designers and viewership time slots and commercials controlling those to um, to best address the times that you know the uh, they're gonna have the most audience the, the the most from your audience in terms of viewership in terms of them being available to watch your show and, and having access to your show and making it easy and readily available and having the most viewership, you have to pay for that. Those things have to be paid for in order to move your agenda with your business. But this means you have to also have the money for this, right? Um, we know that in terms of pay to play, the reason why we, we often complain about uh, the media and news is that stories that stories the stories that sell are often violent often negative um, and commercials we don't have anything to do with those commercials are influenced by who's who's able to pay the price for it to be shown at a certain time of day subscription error everything is an equal the quality of services are depending on what you want to pay for your services of your cell phone your cable television the kind of car you want any service that you like there are levels to the quality of services but everyone has to engage it because it's also it's also become a standard in the in the way of life. In that you you know it's like almost you can't go without cell phones today. Um, there is no other options other than cell phones in terms of communication, um, and so you're kind of forced into a way of life. And we have to we have to be able to uh, uh, to um, travel throughout the city and and commute to our jobs and home and. And especially if you live in suburban communities or you live in uh, s communities that are south, uh, midwest, or uh, even uh, west, you're going to find that you often need a car, which is going to put you in a situation where you're going to have to finance um, several times throughout your lifetime or you're going to have to lease. And that becomes a standard of living for you. The subscription era and in a pay-to-play format Access is built on economics. 
this is setting up conditions of have and have nots and the quality of service and the quality of life that an individual can have. What's free? What's free when you have you uh, live in the suburbs versus the city? What determines the cost of living? When people say cost of living, they only think about the rent that they pay or the mortgage. But there's more to the cost of living. They have the services around them that they have to use in order to sustain a quality of life, to have access to the things that they need to be successful. Now, companies have smartly uh, addressed the demand for the demand, the demand driven by the subscription ever by um, grouping a body of information, or grouping information or resources in one area in one platform, such as a Netflix, uh, such as a cable, uh, such as a uh, uh, such as Amazon, um, they've created essentially a monopoly of information, services, and resources. This is also driven, um, this pay-to-play is also driven through platforms like your search engine, like Google. Um, you may not think you'd be, you're paying for it, but a lot of the connections that Google is providing for you is, is creating these platforms for you to pay for something. And those search engines study your the way uh, your, they study your interests, they study the things that, you're, your, um, that you've, you've uh, sites that you've frequently visited. They even study the behaviors that you don't even recognize, right? And they develop a, a profile for you. And this profile begins to track you and begins to solicit services and resources and items that you may want to buy. And most likely it's finding another way for you to uh, spend. The subscription ever has created a loss of privacy, um, with no information is uninfluenced information. All information is based on some sort of study of you um, in terms of what they provide to you. The problem with this is that it begins to put you in the place of a fixed mindset in terms of things that you've shown interest in. And as we evolve as people, we change our mindsets, we change our interests. And so when, the, when, when Google and these other platforms and, and, and all of these services that begin to study us and solicit you know, us in different um, uh, services and and um, different uh, business, different businesses or, or resources, we, we begin to, um, they begin to shape our identities and things that we're interested in. We don't begin to, we don't, they don't allow us to evolve and, and become, we, we don't have the flexibility of it or the creativeness to, to shift our thinking, to shift our mindset, to become something different to look at other areas, to explore, right? And so in, in a sense, it creates this, this single-mindedness in the way we react and we approach life. And because we've been boxed in by this technology and by subscriptions. And so we gotta be very careful with how we're tracked electronically, right, in, in, our, in our search engines. Because a lot of it has to do with the search engine, and a lot of it has to do with the way we uh, purchase things, and a lot of it has to do what kind with with the kinds of subscriptions we're involved with, right? Because there's really no confidentiality in that. All of that is driven also through a credit report, right? And the credit report is essentially a resume of your economic profile, and from that economic profile and the things that you're subscribed in, you can pretty much dictate what we need to target this individual for. Not only this, but any of the platforms that we use now are beginning to tailor supports that they believe we need based on how we've used the service before. An example of that is Waze. 
you get in the car for ways and it'll automatically tell you, uh, are you you're going to work? And it'll put the address up and it gives you a certain amount of seconds before it, it selects that address for you to go to in the morning. That's pretty interesting. You know, and you can just open the app and it does that for you. You know, you can open YouTube and YouTube will begin to select areas of interest based on the video video videography that you may like without you even requesting it. And so things go away from becoming open, open platforms to platforms that are predetermined and designed for you. We know that the next uh, Tesla's way ahead of the game with the self-driving cars, right? And cars like that and cars with GPS, that they, as they become smarter, they're beginning to study your behaviors in terms of your driving history, and it makes adjustments in a car based on your driving history. So nothing is, becomes a surprise anymore. You've been fully studied and profiled by things that you're subscribed in and they begin to target and send resources your way that you can't say no to. So then you end up opening another account and another account and extending yourself through credit cards and bank accounts and you begin to work and it's, it's sort of like going back in time to a feudal society where you begin to work just so that you have a shelter, you have food to eat. So, so the things that you can, you can um, be sure to have is that you'll have food you have shelter and you have services. But in terms of the exchange, in terms of you seeing money and, and being able to set it aside and have direct control of it, those days seem to quickly be fading away. Control of your wealth is being established by the subscription error. We've already authorized them to take what they need to have the basic services we want for the comforts we want. But this, this works while we're working. This works while we're young and we have the energy to diversify and to do many different things to earn a living. How is this helping, or how is this working for people who are retired and have fixed incomes? How is this working for people who are dependent on um, government services like uh, Social Security? How is this working for people that uh, have disability? Are they being locked out of these services now because they don't have the wealth to extend the quality of life that they want through subscribing and additional services. It's almost like right now they're desires and things that we want, but they're becoming things that we need because everyone has it. And so the mode of communication is based on what everyone has. So I can't communicate unless I have what you have, whether that's a Instagram or a Facebook or some sort of social media, if we want to move an agenda, we want to move our business, we want to communicate, we have to be, we have to be, uh, um, be connected to those devices and uh, platforms. And that's fine. That's fine to have those. Because those, for the most part, those are open formats. The issue is when we begin to subscribe and then we don't have any choice. When our finances directly being uh, uh, taken to pay for those services and extend those services, when we're not really not using them services, how much time do we really have to engage them if we're we're working daily and we're providing for families? How much time is that subscription just sitting on the side, wasting, but accumulating wealth? 
but in no way is driving wealth for you. But it is leeching off the wealth that you've had, that you have and that you've earned to bring into your household. So what did we learn? Two articles I looked at, uh, TakeChargeAmerica.org, How to Avoid, uh, avoid Subscription Overload. Well, number one, audit everything you have. What do you have? How many things are you, are you subscribed to? Sometimes we can't see this because it's not a hard bill coming into the mail. Sometimes we have to look at the credit card statement. We have to lay those out. We have to lay them out for a couple of months. We have to also lay out. Maybe you have to lay it out for six months because sometimes you build yearly. You have to lay out your bank statements. And you have to put those down on the table. You have to begin to mark. You have to begin to set up the dates that money is being withdrawn from your account and when it's going to be renewed and how often it's coming. And you have to set those amounts up. And then you have to also say to yourself, number two, how often am I using this subscription? Is it something that I have to have? Or is it wasting away? Then the third, number three, we have to change how we pay. We have to begin to see the money, where it's coming, where it's going, and where it's coming from, right? So, so we know where it's coming from, we, and it's important that we, we see our money coming to our, we, we have to possess our money first. That's, we have to make sure that we do that first. Number two, we have to say, we have to control the frequency of uh, or how we pay. And so sometimes, uh, you know, they suggest that you, you take it off your credit card and you, you have it come out of your bank statement. And I'm suggesting that you go a little further and that you say, listen, direct bill me. Send me a bill, a paper bill. Because when you send it, a paper bill, it becomes a nuance. It becomes a, a, a nuisance for you to continuously get a paper bill monthly. But it, it, it's a constant reminder of what you have outstanding and what you're engaged in and what you're, what you're paying. Because when you see multiple bills coming in monthly, for subscriptions and you begin to add them up you send 10 to 12 13 14 15 18 20 bills then you know you have a serious problem coming out of your household right if you don't see it you don't know it if you see it then you know it the other thing the number four is uh, don't forget digital so and the digital devices are your netflix your hulus your cell phones um you know your, even even some of your podcasts and your your iTunes and your Spotify, all those things you have to see, right? So those have to be, they have to be identified and you have to make those transparent. Another article from policygenius.com, how to avoid drowning in subscription fees uh, by Mia Taylor, August 13, 2019. If you want to deal with this, set up cancellation reminders. Put this in your calendar when you have to end this because they all, most of them have automatic renewals. So you have to, you have to be able to make a decision on if you want to renew, because sometimes you pay for a year and you're locked in. But you want to have the ability to say no. You want to have the ability to say I'm not going to renew, and this this includes your gym memberships too. That concludes this show. Please reach out with comments at Spotify, SoundCloud, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find me at P-U-S-H-E-N-Boundaries.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to Pushing Boundaries. If you like my show and want to know more, please reach out at pushingboundaries.transistor.fm or email me at P-U-S-H-E-N-Boundaries 
at gmail.com.